Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. We have mounted up and we are riding. Friends, we have an incredible show. If you missed any of it, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. FrontierFreedomRadio.com. You can listen to all of it there. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation, director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University and co-chairman of the Western Conservative Summit. You've probably seen him at the summit. He's one of the favorite ones we've ever had. He's a regular. He returns all the time. The students... (laughs) The students love him. The, the, the older ladies at the summit love him. Uh, he's kind of, oh he's kind of the, the famous celebrity there, Benny Dynamite Johnson. We got to get you a cowboy hat, my friend. If you only give me your hat size, we'll get you a cowboy hat for the next Western Conservative Summit, June 9th and 10th, by the way, at the Colorado Convention Center next year. But Benny's been talking about why it's so important to make content that people want to freely consume. But Benny, what's the response? You read these comments, you look at the analytics coming in. What, what do you see from young people? What is their response to the content that you're producing? So in my profession... Uh, engagement equals good. And so it is important, I I often say this, cry more lib, but it is important to get haters up in the comments. And we actually like that. Let the salt flow. First off, we need that salt, okay? If you are in favor of green energy, those those batteries that power your Tesla, you need salt. Libs must cry. The salt must flow. We must have a, a lava flow of salt coming from the left. And that's going to power our economy in the future. And so our content should make the salt flow for them, uh, but it should also bring energy to young people. And so we like, you know, a a hate click or a love click is the same thing. The engagement drives the content to the top of your feed. That is how an algorithm works. The way it works on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, is that an algorithm pushes to the top of your feed the most engaged piece of content. So you actually want, leftists to be upset about what you're doing. You want people of the conservative perspective or a freedom perspective to also be engaged with what you're doing. And that is sort of the simple algorithmic mathematical multiplication table to get your content up to the top of a uh, social feed. Again, it is about reaching people in bed. And that sounds a little creepy, right? I'm not talking about Hunter Biden stuff here. Uh, I'm talking (laughs) about like, like, physically through their phones, reaching the top of their algorithm so that they can see our content and see that the world around them, that they are reflective in the world around them. And I suppose the the reason to do that, Jeff, is because I don't want people to feel alone. A lot of young people feel alone out there. Mm. Depression, anxiety, pills, these are real things that young people suffer from. And they suffer from them when they feel like they're alone, Mm. that they may be the only person who believes in I don't know, family values, Christian worldview. Uh, They may look at TikTok or uh, the entertainment industry and think that nobody uh, is on their side. And we are here to say, no, we are on your side and we're not weirdos and we're not alone. We're actually the fun people at a party. And you can be, you know, you can, you're, you're, we're, we're with you. We're we're fighting with you. We're fighting alongside you. Um, And that is the purpose of, of what we do every single day here. And I would have to say that's something I really appreciate about all of your work, because as a young person, um, I enjoy consuming all of this 
media because I do feel alone. And I know there's a lot of political apathy among my generation. Mm -hmm. I am on the cusp of millennial and Gen Z. Um, and I think that's something that conservatives in general have really struggled with in terms of not being doom and gloom, because obviously <laughs> there's a lot of things to talk about and complain about. But it's so refreshing to see something funny on Instagram <laughs> and, and get that hope in that moment. So um, I would just love to know, like, what for conservatives, what would you recommend? How do we how do we get that hopeful message out? Because it's a lot of doom and gloom. But mm -hmm. how do we mm -hmm. craft the message to be something that young people want to consume? and be hopeful about this is such a such a wonderful question <laughs> so you must understand the marxist to understand why i'm going to answer this question the way i'm going to answer and there was an old soviet kgb defector who and his name escapes me right now but he gave a wonderful lecture about how the kgb uses demoralization to control mm -hmm. a population now the soviet union and the soviet politburo is made up of a very small group of a very small group of, com you know, complete, uh, complete jackals who are hated by the population. So how could such a small group of people control many, many millions? And they do it through demoralization. They do it through making you think that you are fighting a battle that cannot be won and that your victories are not victories. And so the first thing to do is to not become demoralized. Right now is a time that they want you to think uh, that you have lost for instance, because the red wave was not enough to even knock over my six-month-old in a kiddie pool, right? <laughs> uh, they want you to think that, but they're lying. The reality is that we'll have a larger majority in Congress when this is all said and done than Nancy Pelosi had over the last couple of years, and she wrought, wrought total havoc on our nation with just a slim, slim majority in the House. The GOP has taken the gavel from Nancy Pelosi. The GOP has the Supreme Court thanks to Donald Trump. And there is a conservative Supreme Court for the first time in my life, which overturned Roe v. Wade, which was a holy sacrament for the Black Sabbath of the left and their <laughs> church. That is a wonderful thing. What a triumph. Investigations are now raining down upon mm -hmm. the Biden family. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw that this week from the Republican majority in the House. And also there were a ton of major victories in the states, including but not limited to my home state of Florida, which not didn't go red didn't go like ruby red it went like red meteorite from the red planet burning through the atmosphere red like this is this is a this is the red kingdom now okay and so you know there there are great there are great th and important things that are happening right now culturally including the the streaming service numbers are now beating terrestrial broadcast service numbers right so mm. our show regularly can stream more active viewers than cnn hmm. that's a massive victory wow. and so one don't be a doomer don't get blackpilled and thinking that like and believing the lies of demoralization as though there's no victories for us there are victories right now for us and then two uh make sure that when you are victorious that you are doing what is what what is you are using the tactic that is often used by christ in the bible which is ridicule, actually. <laughs> People forget that Jesus was really funny. People forget that Jesus drew in the ground in front of the Pharisees. Was Jesus the first memer? I don't know. But he was drawing something, and he was making fun of people. He was, like, using humor at times to ridicule and to show the hypocrisy. And more important, the hierarchy. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy for these people. And so what I often say, and, and thank you for this question. I'm sorry for the long-winded answer, but I think a lot about this stuff. 
is that the hu- the ridicule element is the most powerful tool we have. Humor and laughter is something that connects us. Laughter washes your brain, and God designed it this way. When God designed your brain, he designed a critical infrastructure of serotonin and oxytocin to wash your brain when you laugh with people. When you're in a room and people are laughing together, it is such a wonderful chemical experience for your body and it is naturally designed like that. You feel closer to those people. You feel like you are more a part of something when you're laughing with a group of people. It's why comedy clubs exist. It's why Big comedians can pack stadiums because your body actually naturally, God created this way, wants to laugh and to ridicule together in a positive and healthy way. And if the if the if we as conservatives can direct that ridicule on people who are insufferable and who are the Marxists and the number one rule of Marxism is you're not allowed to be happy. You're not allowed to laugh. You're not allowed to be a, a happy person. You just have to sit like Karl Marx, like picking pieces of cabbage out of your beard, like a bum covered in Cheeto dust. And you're just a miserable lot, these people. And so if we can steal, if we can take laughter from them, and if we can take ridicule from them, and then and then internalize it and then redirect it outward, Man, that is going to be the greatest wartime uh, culture war move ever by a movement. And that's what we try and do every single day. Powerful Power comes from being able to laugh and not cry because that's a choice every day and being able to use that ridicule in order to humiliate uh, your enemies. And boy, I tell you what, they've given up the mountaintop. So we'll take it. There's no more funny people on the left. Late night comedy, Saturday Night Live, these things aren't funny. They're screeds that belong inside of a faculty lounge. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like it's it's not funny. It's not. They're not. So we'll take it from them. We will gladly take that from you and use comedy uh, effectively to promote our worldview. We've only got about a minute here. Maybe we can get into this next segment. I also want to ask you about what it was like to travel with President Trump on the jet on Trump Force One. Uh, amazing. Just saw that video come out. I want to talk all about that. But I think, you know, Comedy has changed. I used to appreciate it so much. Saturday Night Live was so amazing. Chris Farley, David Spade, Adam Sandler, uh, Chris Rock. I mean, just absolutely amazing. And now it's not even worth watching anymore. And then you have Bill Burr and you have other comedians that are trying to maintain even just the ability to freely express themselves, right? So you talk so much about how comedy, and, and maybe we'll get back to this after the next commercial break, but um, it, you, you, they've moved past even wanting to be funny. They're not even funny. Like you said, they're screeds, and the, just the, the art form. The beauty of being able to make people laugh is even under attack. So we're going to talk with Benny Johnson. When we get back, we're up against a hard break here. But Benny Johnson is the chief creative officer at Turning Point USA and also has a show on Newsmax, The Benny Report. He's crushing it over there. Over a million followers on Twitter. So much happening. Friends, this podcast is hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We are working to enhance public understanding of the most important issues relating to faith, family, and freedom. If you've ever heard of the Heritage Foundation, we're a little bit like kind of Colorado's version of the Heritage Foundation. We are trying to drive that holistic conservative agenda in a deeply, deeply blue state. And uh, Benny was talking about how 
Florida went red. We went into a deep, deep blue here in Colorado. Maybe we'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University.